Welcome back to the pod. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. And we are the Special Interest Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest on today, our first guest of season two, which is very exciting. Today, we have Morgan. Hi, I'm Morgan. Um, I'm 21 and I'm from Massachusetts. I got diagnosed with autism this year at 21 years old, and I found out at 20 years old, and I decided to start making content about it to spread awareness and find people who are like me. Yeah, we're so excited that we have connected with you, Morgan. I found so many similarities just through watching your videos, and it's so exciting to have you on. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's been really crappy weather, especially here in yeah. Massachusetts. Um, I really just want it to be summer. But <laughs> other than that, you know, same old. Yeah, I know it's been so rainy. I'm also from Massachusetts and it's been so rainy and blah. So I'm also looking forward to summer. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that you were late diagnosed and you discovered that you were autistic when you were 20. So could you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yeah. So it was a very crazy experience and autism was not the outcome that I thought I was going to get from it. Mm. Um, At 20 years old, I fell into what looked like a serious depressive episode Um, It was actually autism burnout. They look very similar, you know, and I seeked help for what I thought was a mental health disorder. Mm -hmm. And I had a therapist who was neurodivergent herself and just immediately saw the signs in me. And I, to this day, am so grateful for that therapist because I totally could have been misdiagnosed like so many autistic people, especially autistic women are. Um, she saw the signs in me and was like, we need to get you into uh, neuropsych testing and we need you to go see a uh, specialist. Like, I think that this is autism. And when she first said that to me and my mom, we both kind of looked at her like, what? We mm. did not know the autism awareness is not there. Um, I had no idea what autism really was. And if I had known what it really was as a child, I would have been able to say, yes, that's that's what I'm experiencing. Um, so when she said that, me and my mom were like, no, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then I took to social media and I started seeing autistic people and their experience and the late diagnosed people. And I started hearing their stories. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This this explains my entire life. Like there are other people out there that are having these experiences. Like I'm not the only one, and everything just clicked, and it was crazy. 
Mm, that definitely resonates the clicking aspect. Yeah. And I was super lucky. It took me a little over a year to get my formal diagnosis, which is a really fast timeline for an adult. It takes years and years and years. Um, and obviously self-diagnosis is 100% valid because mm-hmm. it was a very hectic and expensive process. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I also found out that I had ADHD through this process as well, which I, I never suspected either. It's so It's so crazy how all of a sudden, like everything just clicks and it all makes sense. Yeah, it's like, like you said, it's so cool to see yourself in your community, like all of those parts of you that might have even been like hard for you to see and other people seeing them and just fully embracing them. Like I have chills right now from hearing your story. And one thing that stands out to me is you went into um, like therapy, like not knowing that you're autistic. And I feel like for me, like I knew and I collected all of this data um, when I went in. Um, So I'm just wondering kind of like, what was that like for you? I know you kind of already talked about it, but um, like not even knowing, like almost like what were steps you took like after your diagnosis to learn more about yourself? Um, The steps that I took from uh, when my therapist was like, I think that this is what it is to getting diagnosed, the formal diagnosis, like the year, that's when I did all of my research. That's when I did all of it. Um, and I really just took to social media. I looked up on YouTube, autism and girls and Mm -hmm. started watching videos and, oh my dog just walking. Um, (laughs) and then I found Instagrams and then I joined TikTok. I was really late to the TikTok game. I think that if I had downloaded TikTok earlier, the algorithm would have told me I was autistic. (laughs) Um, And I think that's where I went wrong. (laughs) But I really just started listening to stories. And then I took every online test imaginable. Some are a lot better than others. Um, And I talked to my parents. My parents are my biggest supporters right now. And they always have been. And I went through the checklist of traits in childhood. And my mom was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is you. This this is all you. How did I not <laughs> see this? Um, so collectively through my parents telling me stories as I was a kid, hearing other people's experiences and taking online tests and then seeing the doctors throughout that. How did it feel? For you and your family, looking at all of the information that once you discovered it, it was kind of like you said, like, how was this missed? How did that feel for you all? Um, I mean, it, we always, it, it always was just a joking matter. Like, mm. how, how did we not see this? Come on. And then my parents will like, tell a story of like, something very strange that I did as a little kid and they were like I don't know why we thought this was normal your siblings didn't do this we just thought it was you (laughs) um yeah and I mean it's a weird it's a weird feeling and there's a lot to 
go through emotionally, even taking the autism away from it, just like, wow, how different could my life have been if I had gotten diagnosed, if I gotten the help and support that I needed as a child? Like, what would my life look like now? Um, sorry to get a little, little <laughs> oh, that part's so important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I talk, I've had extensive conversations with my mom about it and the conclusion that I believe and she also believes is if I had gotten diagnosed as a child, the way that my school system is and the way that just society is, I would have gotten all the help and support that I needed. I would have been much happier in who I was because I understood what was going on. But at the same time, I think I would have been held back severely by that label, by other people Mm. saying, oh, she's autistic. We don't think she can do that. So I think I would have been held back a lot in that aspect, and I would not have gotten to where I am today. But the late diagnosis brings the traumatic childhood and not knowing who you are and having to overcome so many obstacles that you should not have had to have done alone without the support. And I tell my mom and I'm like, if I could go back in time and choose when I wanted to get diagnosed as a kid or as an adult, like I did now, I could not make that decision because the pros and cons are so extreme on both ends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've spent the past seven years being a public school teacher, so I see it a lot firsthand. You know, any label can really hold you back from your full potential. Yeah. Um, And I think schools are doing a lot better now. I mean, I just graduated college, so I haven't been in like public school for a long time. But as a kid, I had I knew about my dyslexia, so I was already in, like, the special helper classes with the teachers, and I was already getting pulled out of class, and I already um, didn't get the same education as my peers because of my reading level. Teachers Mm. assumed things about me and didn't expect things of me, and I wasn't pushed hard enough because of that, so I saw it enough just with dyslexia. Um, so I can't imagine what it would have been like as a kid with the autism ADHD label on top of that. What was it like then discovering your autism when you were in college? And how does that compare to not knowing when you were in high school or um, elementary school or so on? Um, I think there's definitely different stages um, of understanding especially as a female presenting high masking autistic person in elementary school, I did not have my mask down. I was very confused. I, everybody just said that I was just a deer in the headlights as a little kid. I just walked around wide eyed, like so confused. Um, So I think that was a part of my life. And then middle school and high school, I perfected my mask and I was into sports and I had friends and I had a boyfriend and so I was put into that hierarchy of like popularity 
And while it's great that I didn't suffer in the way that a lot of autistic people do, like in middle school and high school with bullying and stuff, the keeping up my mask was so emotionally draining. And I was just in constant fight or flight. I was so scared that people were going to figure me out or that I was going to wake up one day and I wasn't going to be able to do it anymore. That was my biggest fear. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that I was doing something that other people weren't doing. And I was scared that I was going to lose the ability to do that. Um, so then high school rolled, college rolled around and I lost the ability to mask when I went into burnout and I, it gave, it gave me depression because I was like, this is it. I lost the ability. Like, this is, this is it. I don't know what's wrong, but like, there it goes, there, there goes like my life, everything that I built. And then it was like, oh, it's autism. And then I was like, oh, okay. Okay. This makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. That's, I feel like I relate to that. Cause like, even though I didn't know that I'm autistic, I knew I was doing something and I was putting in more effort than other people. And like intuitively, like you just kind of knew, even though you didn't know what it was. And I want to say congratulations on getting your degree. That is such a Thank great you. accomplishment. <laughs> Thank um, you. A lot of work and you did it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I noticed that it was kind of like maybe like halfway through your undergraduate career, you discover that you're autistic. And that actually happened to me too, with my master's degree, kind of halfway through, I realized I'm autistic and I didn't really do anything to um, like accommodate myself more or anything just because it was a lot shorter. But I'm wondering like how you discovering that you have ADHD and that you're autistic, how did it affect your undergraduate career if it did at all? Um, the autism burnout, um, not discovering that I was autistic, but just the state that I was in with burnout um, ruined my senior year, which was kind of sad. Um, I was a college athlete. I was on the field hockey team for my school, which is a fall sport. And that fall was like the worst of it. And I had to take a leave of absence from the senior year sports team that I'd been on all four years that I loved. And that was really hard because field hockey was kind of like the only thing that kept me in school. I was not a super smart kid. I was really there for field hockey and the team and the friends that I made. And so to have to take a leave of absence from that was hard. Um, I went to school out of state, but only 45 minutes away. So I had a house with some friends for the year, like you rent them out. And I, I couldn't live there. Um, I ended up commuting almost every other day back and forth to try to make classes. I was not in a state where I could live independently. I also had to quit my job and I had to rely completely on my parents. And so I just spent the year just trying to scrape by and going back and forth between my home 
and class. How has it been now that you are done with college and how has this transition been like for you? It's been a big weight like lifted off my chest um, because throughout senior year, I knew I was autistic. I knew what was going on and I knew that I needed to take time to get out of burnout, to better my mental health. But at the same time, I just knew that if I didn't finish right then and there, I wasn't gonna. So I just kind of pushed everything aside and was like, let me just get my diploma and then I will handle all of that. So now that that's done, I've just been able to like breathe. Like it's Mm -hmm. just about getting out of burnout, figuring myself out, bettering myself, finding ways to accommodate myself and make my life comfortable and sustainable. And I've done a huge like 180 from where I was like that school year to now, just because I've been able to take that time for myself. Mm, That's amazing. And like, congrats to you for listening to yourself and not just keeping pushing through and getting through the burnout. That's huge. Yeah. But at the same time, like I wouldn't be able to do it without support. Mm -hmm. And I think about how many autistic people, especially like diagnosed autistic people who already have their life a little more together than me as a 21 year old, you know, they have their full-time job. They are living completely independently. They don't live in their family home anymore. And they hit that burnout. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel for the people that don't have that same level of support because as autistic people, we need that. And I think a lot of people don't understand that, especially with the female presenting high masking, because they only see little bits and pieces of us. They see us at our best. They see us with our mask on. So they can't even understand the fact that we are struggling and we do need so much more support than people understand. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Morgan. I feel like it's really important for people to hear like not only the glimmers, but also like the really hard stuff that we experience. And, you know, one of my favorite, I don't know, I guess famous people is Brene Brown. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, Um, I don't know. (laughs) But she, that's okay. She's really awesome. If you want to check her out, she talks about vulnerability and like how important it is. And like vulnerability is a strength. And yeah, so you sharing your story is so huge. Yeah. And it's so crazy how many people have had the exact same experience. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I live in a small town. Um, The only openly autistic person here um like talking about it and being me and there's such a whole world out there and it's hard to like grasp that when I don't see it in my everyday life and that's why I love social media so much because it's it's incredible the community that we built as autistic people and you know, we've probably saved so many people, so many people that felt the way that we felt, but were able to put it all together much earlier in their life. Like they're going to excel 
so much because they saw they they had representation they understood what was going on and like they can adapt their life to it at a much younger age than us late diagnosed people definitely and then of course like the educators that might not have known the signs are now having this information by actually autistic people I think it's yeah it's so important for just everybody to learn what is your experience been like now that you have been sharing your story online um my experience like online or like in every day yeah your experience online um it's been like mostly positive I mean it's been so positive to me personally I've experienced nothing negative from it and I get to connect with people that I never would have been able to without social media and you know there are so many autistic people but it's so weird that I'd never come across them in everyday life like so it's a place like it's a safe space where we can all come and share and understand and of course you know, you get the trolls and you get like <laughs> the stupid hate, but at least for me, I'm grateful that I'm in a place where that doesn't bother me because I can easily chalk it up to they're un- they're uneducated. They have too much time on their hands. Like who are they if they're coming on here and like trying to spread whatever they're trying to spread, you know? Mm. Yeah. They're bored. <laughs> yeah. They are bored. <laughs> And I mean, maybe it, maybe it's just where I am right now and I'm really grateful for where I am right now, but I haven't let any of that like get to me. Also, there's not like a lot of it like to get to me. So it's not even like, um, but I think people are really understanding and I mean, people in general are open to like wanting to learn you know, like Mm. the just interest, like the human interest. And I get so many people um, messaging me and being like, oh, like, I'm not autistic, but like, I have a coworker or a distant family member or like a student in my classroom. And they're like, I follow you just because I think it's interesting. But like, it helps me understand other people. Like it helps me be more mindful. And I think like, that's just like the bigger message like just be mindful of like all the different neurotypes all the different people like the more you listen the more you just like are more mindful for others yeah absolutely the more we learn about others the more open-minded we get the more honestly the more loving we become yeah and I'm such that type of person like I love following people that just like have any experience a a disorder or something crazy that happened in their life like I have so much interest to it because I just I want to learn and like Mm. I can apply that to my life and how I interact with others like I really love that about the internet (laughs) yeah me too it's so cool it's such like the internet like I feel like there's so much to it but that is like such a gift that we get to learn about other people I totally agree yeah so you had said you know, autism is one of your special interests, but I wanted to open up the floor if you wanted to talk about any other special interests you have. Sure. Um, As a child, 
it was fairies and unicorns and pegasuses. That was my thing. <laughs> um, there's fairy tapestry. Um, and it, it's faded quite a bit. I also think it was slightly bullied out of me um, because I believed in the tooth fairy a lot longer than I uh, should have. And I got some uh, negativity from that in like early middle school. Um, and then I, it's crazy because when I found out I was autistic, I was like, oh, but like autistic, like the stereotype, like, oh, autistic people just like really, really love like one thing and like that's all they talk about. And like that doesn't sound like me. And then the more I analyzed my life, I was like, oh, I have like hobbies that I love in ways that other people don't. <laughs> um, TV has always been a big one, just like throughout my life. Um, two shows in particular, uh, Friends and Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> and I remember when Aeropostale, do you remember that story? Aeropostale came out with a Pretty Little Liars clothing line of replicas from the outfits that they wore in the show. And I spent my two years worth of Christmas money, my birthday money on like those clothes. <laughs> and I mean, they don't fit me anymore. This is like <laughs> fifth, sixth grade, but I refuse to get rid of them because <laughs> Like, they are so important to me. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know Aeropostale did that, but that's really cool. Right? Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And nobody knows about it. And I would go to school and I'd be like, this is the outfit that blah, blah, blah wore in this episode and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm looking back and I'm like, yep, yep, that, that <laughs> was the autism. I think I didn't have a special interest. That was it. <laughs> But yeah, and then getting diagnosed with autism, just the need for information just kind of like snowballed it into one. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of autistic, late diagnosed people get autism as a special interest because they, they're just so dedicated on learning more about themselves. <laughs> Definitely. So to wrap it up a little bit, what advice would you offer to someone who has just discovered maybe later in life that they're autistic? Ooh, um, whatever accommodation helps you and you feel that you need is right for you. And that goes beyond autism. If something helps you, it's meant for you. Mm. And don't feel ashamed or like, I know it's hard, but like, don't feel that imposter syndrome for using it. If it helps you, it is meant for you um, because the imposter syndrome is so real and it's, it's okay. Like you do deserve it. <laughs> you are, I, I, I sometimes say, I don't feel like I'm autistic enough. You are autistic enough. Like whatever you need is right for you. Like it's okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, a hundred percent. One of my autistic friends, I'll will be talking about something, and his question is all, or their question is always, "Did you accommodate yourself? How would you accommodate yourself?" And mm. I think that's really important to like know about yourself. So I love that mm. advice. Yeah, and, and our last question is like, what's your favorite part that you've learned about yourself since you realized you're autistic, like your autistic glimmer? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think that it's the way that I connect things, like just how my brain works, because I always knew that like I was thinking outside the box like I was always complimented as a little kid for like how I went about things and you know autistic people just think in amazing ways our brains are different and I see patterns in things I am um, artistically inclined I just fall in love with things and learn everything about it like just how my mind works and how much it just helps me in my life That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for coming on. It's been so nice to connect with you and see you in person. Well, like over the computer, but like to actually connect. It's been such a great time. We're so grateful for you to be on. And any last words for the listeners? I'm so grateful for you guys for putting this together every and all representation of autism. It's so amazing to see, especially in podcast form. And thank you so much for having me. And uh, a little love you all to the listeners and you're doing great. Everybody that's listening, you guys, like you're doing great. You're on the right path. Like keep accommodating yourself, keep doing whatever works for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Morgan. Thanks to everybody for listening and we'll see you.